Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. Today we are studying in the book of 1 Chronicles, chapter 11. Here's Pastor Ryan. We're not much. God is everything. That's why King David is loved. That's why he was great. Little shepherd boy grows up to be a shepherd man and then the king of Israel. Beautiful grace of God that he would take you and I from the most humblest, most unlikely starts to be used by God to share his gospel with people. To be used by God to help people get saved for eternity. My goodness, what a glorious calling upon your life and mine. That we get to share in the, in the treasures of heaven with people. If we've heard his voice and we are doing what we're supposed to do. Which I trust that you are. Keep sharing your faith. Keep telling them how great God is and how, how great your life is because he pulled you out of hell into the heavenly places. Tell them how great God is in your life. Tell them. Tell them. Some of the most tender Christians I have ever met have been those who know they are nothing. But at the same time, that all the blessings that they are enjoying are because God has given them those blessings. Those are the most tender Christians. Those are the most dedicated Christians who the ones who understand that they are nothing and also that every blessing they enjoy is because of God. They have a grateful heart. Man, they're tender. They're powerful. Some of the sweetest people I've ever met are, are, are those who really are, are super humble, but also, my goodness, super blessed. But I think the blessings keep coming in their life. Why? Because they acknowledge that they themselves are nothing, but God is everything. And they serve him, and they look to him, and they're obedient to him. And it's just great to see that tenderness. I was reading a commentary from an old American preacher named Jonathan Edwards from the 1700s. And he said, The less apt a man is to be afraid of natural evil, having his heart fixed, trusting in God, and so not afraid of evil tidings, the more apt he is to be alarmed with the appearance of moral evil or the evil of sin. As a man has more holy boldness, so he has less of self-confidence or a forward-assuming boldness, and he has more modesty. He has the firmest comfort, but the softest heart. He is richer than others, but poorest of all in spirit. He is the tallest and strongest saint, but the least and tenderest child among them. What a beautiful word from that guy. Basically saying that the person who puts their trust in the Lord is less apt to be fearful of the things that are going on in the natural world and is more concerned with self-holiness, with even the appearance of evil. That person is, is richer than all, but poorest in spirit. They're modest. They, they, they're just tender. They're tender. 
the strongest saint, the tallest of saints, yet the most tender like a child. Just read the Psalms, you know. Thank God for his obedience to write those down for us. I think all we have to do is see God with all of our hearts. And God will show us things that will blow our minds away. Romans 8.28 still applies today. And we know that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. It says here also, the people said to him, they came around him and they said to him, hey, in time past, even when Saul was king, you were the one who led Israel out and brought them in. And the Lord your God said to you, you shall shepherd my people Israel. So the people acknowledged that even before he was king, when Saul was king, it was actually David who was going in and out with the people to do the battling. He went to war with the people. He was leading them before he was leader of them. He was shepherding them. And the people acknowledged that. That's a beautiful thing about King David. He wasn't one who said, go, go fight the battle and not go with them. Reminds me of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the son of David. He's a servant leader. Our Lord has taught us, don't just, don't just preach it. Don't just, don't just quote the scripture. Serve others help others go in and out like i said all of i believe all of us as christians are a little bit of sheep and a little bit of shepherd all of us are a little bit of sheep and a little bit of shepherd if we have god's spirit in us so we need to be like david not just telling people you ought to live this way but to actually exemplify what we're preaching to live it by example to show others amen turn with me to luke 22 I never get tired of um, reading this passage. Jesus speaking to the disciples about servanthood. He said to them in verse 25 of uh, Luke 22, The kings of the Gentiles exercise um, lordship over them. And those who exercise authority over them are called benefactors. But not so among you. On the contrary... He who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger. And he who governs, as he who serves. For who is greater, he who sits at the table or he who serves? Is it not he who sits at the table? Yet I am among you as one who serves. King David said, let's go fight him. And he went with him. Let's go fight him. And he went with him. The Lord is saying to the disciples, look at the kings of this world those who are in authority the gentiles they they exercise lordship over their people and they're called benefactors or they call themselves benefactors which is a interesting sentence what, what do you mean benefactor what it means is that uh, they lord over people right they they rule over them lording type of way in a in a, in a harsh way and, and, they, and they call themselves friends of the people they're lording over. That's what it means. And they call themselves benefactors. In other words, like how many politicians say they're a friend of the people? 
So in other words, the Lord says, like, you know, the kings of this world, they rule, they lord over people, and they, can, they call themselves friends of the people. But it's not supposed to be that way with Christians. We're to be those that lead by example through servanthood. God help us to be servants, to serve one another, to serve the Lord. Moms and dads, King David was a shepherd. Are we shepherding our, peop- our kids in and out of the scriptures? Are we shepherding them in the way our kids ought to to walk in the ways of the Lord? Are we shepherding them? Husbands, are we loving our wives as Christ loved the church? Are we washing her with the water of the word? Or are we unlike David and are we more like Saul? Who says, yeah, I know what it says in Ephesians 5, but uh, I go to church. Oh, the says in Ephesians, wash your wife's mind with the word. Wow. You know, there's a lot the Bible says and we just talk ourselves into justifying why we don't do what he says. We need to be shepherds in our own home. We need to be shepherding our spouses. We need, to, we need to be diligent to know the state of our flocks, the Bible says. To know how they're doing. Yeah, like King David, who shepherded. And they said, man, you were doing that before. It's like, oh man. And we have, if the Lord tarries, we have time to exemplify that. And, there, you know, I'm talking to a bunch of servants here. I'm very much proud of all of you guys. I mean, everyone, you know, seems to be doing something here for the Lord. And it's a good thing. And if not, then we encourage you to do so. And so back to our text. You probably didn't even turn your Bibles to good. No, just kidding. Back to our text. And so, therefore all the elders of Israel uh, came to the king at Hebron, and David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord. And they anointed David king over Israel according to the word of the Lord by Samuel. And David and all Israel went to Jerusalem, which is Jebus, where the Jebusites were, the inhabitants of the land. And so before Jerusalem was called Jerusalem, it was called Jebus because the Jebusites lived there. The Jebusites, if you remember, they were one of the remnants of the Canaanite people of the land that God had commanded the Israelites to kick out of the land. They're wicked people. Kick them out. The land is yours. All you have to do is go in there, charge by faith, and it is yours. Well, the Jebusites held out, and the Israelites, as you know, gave up. They didn't take all that God had for them. And so here now, David is going to take Jerusalem, and it's going to become the city of... But there is a reminder for us within this that the Jebusites and the Canaanites they're a picture of the old life they're a picture of the flesh and I wonder how many of us have not gotten rid of things that we ought to get rid of that don't bring glory to the Lord but hinder us spiritually if there's anything that is ungodly unholy in our lives that needs to be removed we should all cry out every day lord search my heart is there anything in my life that isn't good of you that i need to remove from my life that is hindering me from 
all that you want to do in my life. It's a beautiful prayer, guys, and it's something that we should really consider. Kids, I know you're here. It's hard at your age, but it's a blessing. You have your, you have your life ahead of you, and there's things in this world that are all over the place, you know it, that aren't good. Stay away from them. Don't adopt them into your life. The Lord says to, if there's anything that causes you to sin, remove it from you. He was so serious, he said, cut off your right arm. Pluck out your right eye. It's better for you to enter into heaven maimed than to enter into hell with all of your limbs. It's that serious where if there's anything, anything that, that is in our life that isn't good. Turn with me to Colossians chapter 3, please. Colossians chapter 3, beginning with verse 5. Really, Paul is telling the Colossi church, you know, seek those things that are above. Seek the Lord. Set your mind on, on the Lord, on things above. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ and God. When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Therefore, put to death your members which are on the earth, fornication, uncleanness, passion, evil desires, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Because of these things, the wrath of God is coming upon the sons of disobedience, in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in them. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another, since you have put off the old man with his deeds, and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him, where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, uh, Scythian, slave nor free, but Christ is all and in all. The Bible tells us to put to death, you know, our members, the flesh and the things that were listed. And it's just a, a beautiful thing to be reminded of. Is there anything in your life? Paul would say in Romans 13, verse 11 through 14, And do this knowing the time, that now is high time to awake out of sleep. For now our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. The night is far spent, the day is at hand. Therefore let us cast off the works of darkness, and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk properly as in the day, not in revelry and drunkenness, not in lewdness and lust, not in strife and envy, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfill its lust. I mean, they, they're getting rid of the Jebusites and they inherit the, the city of David. They inherit Jerusalem, Mount Zion. Jerusalem, it's synonymous with eternal life. Jerusalem. And I think the blessings that we enjoy as we Seek God to be holy and to cut away compromises, to c cut away the sin that so easily ensnares. I mean, it's not like anything that I've given up for the Lord, I've never regretted giving up for the Lord. He's blessed me so much more. Like a city of Jerusalem. I mean, that in our story, 
They go in there. They take these guys out. God promised, you do this. You take them out. You can have their city. You can have their land. And there's so much God has for us. But some of us have to get rid of some things, some compromise, some half-stepping, some laziness, some excuses. And then back in our text, it says that in verse 5, But the inhabitants of Jebus said to David, You shall not come in here. Second Samuel tells us that, that they said that David, man, the, lame, the lamest of our people, the weakest, will just beat you guys up. You're not going to come in here. There's no way you can win. Even our weakest will take you down. That was the threat to David. But that's the threat that the devil says to so many people. He lies to them. You can't, you can't get rid of that temptation. You can't get rid of that sin, that addiction. You've always been this way. You can never get rid of that. You can't be different. And people buy that. People say, I've always been this way. But Jesus died to change us. Jesus rose from the dead to give us the same power that raised him from the dead is the same spirit that is in our lives that can strengthen us against any old way we used to live, any temptation. The Lord is, is there to give us the victory. In 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 57, Paul says, But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And he's talking about sin, and he's talking about death. There is nothing that you and I cannot have victory over in our life. Anything in our life that isn't good for us, God can change that. In fact, when I came to know the Lord in 99, like I, I, as a young guy, I was like uh, almost going to be 24, but I thought I... There was a part of me that definitely believed I could never change. That I would be what I've always was. And when I came to Jesus Christ, he convinced my heart. I'll change you. I'll change you. And my goodness, he did. He did. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. I was born again. That means the old life passed away. The old addictions or whatever, they have no power over us. You can surrender to the flesh, but that's like letting the Jebusites back in. And you don't see victories anymore when you do that. Now David said in verse 6, when he heard that they could not come in. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, that is the city of David, now David said, whoever attacks the Jebusites first shall be chief and captain. And Joab, the son of Zeruiah, went up first and became chief. And so here in verse 6, it was Joab who went in and did an amazing feat for Israel. He went in there and defeated the Jebusites. And so he became chiefs. A second Samuel chapter 5 tells us the story that there was a water shaft within the city walls by which they, the, the Jebusites had built to channel in some of the water from the spring within the walls of Jerusalem. Joab and, and David says in second Samuel 5, whoever goes up that water shaft, and it's like going 
up in the middle of enemy territory. Can you imagine that? Because they were, wouldn't expect him to pop up, but he went for the challenge, and he went, and he did it, and he became chief. Is that not crazy? It's pretty awesome, isn't it? You know what's cool is that a, a lot of these feats that are done by David's mighty men, they're recorded for a reason. God is telling us that heaven is watching and recording those who would take a step of faith, crazy ones, to charge for the Lord. We know about the Bema Seed of Christ. The Bible says that our works, that the day would declare what kind of works we've done for the Lord. We are God's workmanship created for good works. Some people need to get busy already. Amen? I'm mean, serious. Heaven can be like in five minutes. Then what? That's when Paul says, knowing the terror of the Lord, we persuade men. Knowing he's going to, he's recording our works. And he sees who's not doing anything. We need skin in the game. He gave his life. Shouldn't we give our hands and feet for his service? I mean, I see the way people serve here, the children's ministry, guys standing outside, keeping trucha, watching out, not for cops, but for bad people. <laughs> the old days, it was for the cops, Deborah. But I believe that they're doing these, these, these deeds unto the Lord as a gift to him. I love you, Jesus. I'm going to stand outside. I love you, Jesus. I'm going to teach the kids. I love you, Jesus. I'm going to, I'm going to go, you know, hand out bulletins and greet people. I love you, Jesus. I'm going to come in here and clean. I love you. You're recording this. I'm going to share this. My faith with others. You're watching. Look at the parables, what Jesus said. Those with the talents. Those who did nothing. Those who, he, the work, when it comes to works, God, that's why it says, Joab, homeboy went and did it and became a chief. The Bible says, choose, ye from, choose from among you seven men of good reputation with faith and wisdom to hand out the distribution of the widows, the food. Look from amongst you who's tearing it up for the Lord. The Bible doesn't say, look from amongst you what it says about the, the, you know, those who, who won't serve is to try to encourage them to serve. I can do it from here, but y'all can do it too. That's what church was made for. What does it say? Stir one another up for good works. Especially because you see the day approaching. Can you imagine, like 15 minutes from now, being with the Lord? I don't know when the Bema Seat's going to happen as far as when we're in heaven or when or right away or whatever. But let's say it's right away. That can be 15 minutes from now. Phew. I want, to, I want to be able to say I did something. Not for the pastor. Not because the pastor said so. But because. But because. Why? Because we love the Lord. Then David, verse 7, dwelt in the stronghold. Therefore they called it the city of David. And he built the city around it. From the Milo or Milo to the surrounding area. Joab repaired the rest of the city. So David went on and became great, and the Lord of hosts was with him. He became great because 
the Lord was with them. And he was with the Lord. And sweet hills, they went on to do extraordinary things. They became great because the Lord was with them. God has rewarded me. That's all I can say. I didn't serve him for the reward. I served him because I love him. But he's given me a wife and kids and a house and a car and a cat and a pool. And the church. He's giving me you guys. I didn't serve him because I, he promised me any of these things. I served him. I serve him because I love him. Because he saved me from the pit of hell. I don't know what uh, that doesn't motivate people. I don't, nothing will. It's only the blood that motivates. Paul says it's the love of Christ that compels us. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come out and join us for Sunday services at 10 a.m. or Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicolette Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and just hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills. Chapman, above.